Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Market Place Risk Advisory Board Chair L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am really excited to be joined by Jazz Hampton, who is the co-founder of Turn Signal. Jazz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, excited for the conversation. I'm really looking forward to hearing about Turn Signal. Um, what would you say? How would how would you sum it up? How, what's your elevator pitch when people are, are asking you what it is? Yes. So Turn Signal is an is an app that you can have on your phone, and when you're pulled over or when you're in an accident, with the press of one button, it instantly starts recording the interaction with the camera on your phone and video conferences an attorney to talk with you face to face to be there during that interaction. Uh, and and the mission is simple and three pronged. It's to protect driver civil rights to de-escalate that roadside interaction, and third and most importantly, to ensure that everyone can return home safely at the end of the day. Now, the idea for this, um, it's something that I would say is probably very specific or quite specific to the US. Um, The idea for this, this has evolved over the last few years, but can you tell me a bit about the, the journey towards something like this evolving? Because it sounds like there's been a real need and a real problem that needs to be solved here. Yeah, you know, it's a combination of a lot of factors. Uh, the first being myself and my two co-founders, uh, all three of us are black men in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right, which has unfortunately become the epicenter for a call for social change more recently after uh, the death of Philando Castile in 2016, George Floyd in 2020, uh, Dante Wright in 2021. Uh, there really has been a lot of people of color that have died in, in police interactions uh, that started with a traffic stop. Uh, and there's three black professionals, my two co-founders being MBAs, one a finance guy, one a tech sales guy, and myself being a lawyer with a computer science degree. What we started saying was, hey, we've been to all the marches. We've gone to the vigils. We've gone to the, the peaceful protests. Uh, in fact, my co-founder, Andre, went to the school that Philando Castile worked at as a chef when at the time of his passing, right? So we're, it's a, we're a part of this community in a real way. Mm-hmm. And there was a critical mass of awareness, but who is going to take the next step of, of acting upon the awareness. And so we figured that we were the best to do it. So we all quit our jobs in, in, uh, in the middle of 2020, in the middle of a pandemic to start Turn Signal. And that was, that was the, the beginning of it. But what we've seen is it's grown to be a service that isn't just for people of color. It's not just for people who are disproportionately pulled over or in, have interaction with law enforcement. It's peace of mind for everyone. Uh, I always say the three Ps, whether you're a parent that wants your child to be safe, you have a partner like my wife who's from rural Minnesota, uh, or you are a person of color, uh, we see that this app is really uh, available and, and is used by a really diverse group of people. So in a way, what it does on a really simple level is adds another person to a situation right there and then, which would normally be a situation where there wasn't any outsider. And that immediately makes it a completely different situation. I know that sounds simplistic, but that's what you're doing essentially, isn't it? 
No, that's exactly right. And it's, it's part of this is born out of my own personal experience as a lawyer, right? Um, the amount of times that someone calls me, hey, uh, do I have to uh, leave my house in, in this situation if the police are called? Or do I have to hire an attorney in this divorce situation? Or do I, and I get them, and what they need is immediate help in that moment. And there's no, there's no telemedicine version of law until now. Uh, we're the first to do real-time on-demand connecting with a video conference to an attorney. Um, and it's really necessary. When you break your arm, you go to the emergency room. When you need a lawyer right now that can help you understand your situation, that is also an emergency that we want to be able to help. help. And how has this gone down with the police side of the equation here? Because are they aware? Do they understand what's happening? Are they happy with, with this? Um, you know, because presumably there was a point where it was so new, they were wondering what on earth was, was going on when somebody was doing this with their phone. Was it now the case that they are aware of this? Do they support people using this? Yeah, you know, before we launched, we always say we're an app to bridge the gap. My own brother graduated from a law enforcement program here, right here in the state of Minnesota, right? And we we always said we want the police officers to feel more safe in interaction with a, a car that has a turn signal bumper sticker on it than they do in any other situation that day. And so we had to learn how we can make the officers feel comfortable. So we we learned what would make them feel comfortable. We implemented that into our, our, our application and our platform. And then we have to do the legwork of telling them about the platform and letting them know. Uh, before we launched in Minnesota, for example, we talked to over 20 police officers from chiefs of police all the way down to boots on the ground officers in cities like St. Paul to say, hey, this is what we're doing. We're not adversarial. We're here to keep you safe and to de-escalate this interaction. Um, and, and we've had all positive feedback from them. Uh, a lot of them say, hey, I under I know that that I'm going to be recorded in most stops anyways. It's just the nature of things here in America right now. Uh, when people are pulled over, they, they take out their camera or they go stream live on social media. And now at least I can put a knowledgeable person in the vehicle uh, to de-escalate that situation rather than just a random person that is, is screaming at you through you know, social media or, mm -hmm. or streaming live online. Yeah. So it's actually becoming uh, an, an online interaction in addition to what's going on, but it's a legitimate one, and it's somebody that's actually there to to support um the situation, not you know not just to make it something that you know can be shared or anything. That's exactly right. So we've talked about how it works, and and, and really, what has struck me is that it is a marketplace, but it's a it's a very real time marketplace because you've got your your users and and your providers who are the attorneys. How do you actually match those two sides in real time? Because obviously what we're used to here at Marketplace Risk is maybe a, a marketplace where you can spend time choosing the the other person in the peer-to-peer -peer transaction. But this is immediate. How does that matching work? Yeah, in order for the matching to be appropriate, we have to make sure we have the right attorney. So we do a really a thorough vetting of the attorneys. We we look through their, their record. We make sure that they practice the right type of law, that their license is up to date, all of those things. And because you're only connected to an attorney that practices law in the state that you're driving. So California lawyers only are connected to, or California drivers are only to California lawyers and Minnesota drivers only to Minnesota lawyers. Um, that's really important. And not only that, it's not any lawyer. It's a lawyer that practices criminal law when you're pulled over. If you've been in an accident, it's a lawyer that practices personal injury law. So that was really important for us as well. And when we're matching them, we're just connecting them as quickly as possible to the to the first available attorney that's there. And so we, we found that our connection time is, is under 20 seconds 
in most situations, which is really exciting uh, because we really want to get those people there as, as soon as possible. And when you were building that up, how did you make sure that your supply and demand were, uh, you know, were enough so that these difficult situations could actually be helped? Because was there a point where, when you were just starting, where you were concerned that, you know, you didn't maybe have enough people um, to, to make sure that, that everyone would have an attorney when they needed one? Yeah, that's one of the primary concerns is making sure that attorneys there to answer. And so what we do is we actually roll state by state. So right now we're in six states. And by the end of 2023, we'll be in all 50 states in the United States and hopefully pushing beyond the United States borders. But what we have to do in that state by state rollout is ensuring that we have enough attorneys to go live in a state mm-hmm. uh, before we turn that state on is the, is the phrase we use, right? So I can I can go into my dashboard here and flip on every state in the U.S. within 30 seconds, but we have to make sure we have those attorneys first. And so what we're doing is, is a one-to-one meeting with these attorneys uh, and finding out who's the best fit, who can be on the platform. And then once we have that requisite amount of attorneys in a state, then we activate that state. That's our way of safeguarding against, you know, of uh, 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 protecting uh, the the driver and and everyone in the interaction from uh, not having an attorney there as soon as as soon as we can. And when you talk about arriving in different states in in the U.S., how has that been for you? Do you have a, a different sort of reaction to to the idea and 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 the app, or is there a different sort of um, because presumably within each state in the U.S. there's a different maybe a different culture, a different kind of I don't know attitudes. Is it something that's um, not duplicated, but actually more you are having to sort of adapt for each area that you reach? Yeah, you know the the beautiful part about uh, Turn Signal at its core is it's something that most people can get behind. Uh, you're protecting rights. Uh, you're ensuring that you have knowledge uh, of your rights in that moment, um, and you're you're we're really providing safety and peace of mind. Uh, whether you're blue, red, purple, or anywhere in between on the political scale, it makes sense that you want to just make sure that you know your rights and that they're being. Uh, upheld in that moment. So, of course, places like California are really excited about the platform um, because th- there's so many people and so many people that are really interested in, in upholding those rights. Uh, but at the same time, we have just as much excitement in states like Florida. Uh, and so we're seeing really a widespread adoption from all types of folks, uh, which was actually uh, something that we, we are really excited about. Mm. Um, so across states, uh, the messaging might be uh, upholding rights in one or, or feeling safe in another. But at the end of the day, it's the same platform offering the same service. And you, you talk about safeguarding. It's very interesting because the way that Turn Signal works, it's actually it's all about safeguarding at, at that you know that front line message. But actually, when you are onboarding two sides of a marketplace, does there have to be some safeguarding there as well? And have you had any issues with you know, bad actors on on either side? How do you vet and how do you onboard? people to make sure that they are legitimately who they are who they are is there any scope for people to use the platform for sort of you know not exactly what you want them to 
Yeah, um, you, turn signal is restricted to the vehicle right now. Um, hopefully, in the not hopefully in the future, we will be outside of the vehicle. You can use turn signal in situations other than just being pulled over in an accident. Uh, but we so we do have to do some messaging on the front end to say, hey, this isn't the app today that you should use if a warrant is being executed on your house or anything like that, right? So we have to give that information up front. Um, and of course, the attorneys are going to answer all calls. And if it is one of those situations, it's, we give them the autonomy to deal with it as, as they see appropriate. Uh, but we let the users know that there's no expectation that they'll help outside of the vehicle. Um, as far as attorneys, you know, we just have to make sure that we're on top of, of their credentials, on top of their licensing and all of those things. And if someone is not in line with our mission and how we want um, those interactions to go from the high level, uh, then they won't be a part of our platform anymore. Um, a good example of that is all of the attorneys have to go through de-escalation training before they can start onboarding and taking calls on turn signal. And in that training, we, we really make it clear that during these interactions, even if an unlawful order is given, uh, we, can, we can say that we don't believe that it's, uh, that it's lawful. We can say that it's unconstitutional or illegal maybe, uh, but we follow orders because the number one goal is safety, right? But guess what? Now you have a recorded interaction of, of you walking through an interaction with an attorney, voicing that you believe something is, is not legal, and then calmly uh, following the direction. And now you can you can use that video subsequently if you want to, to really follow up, whether that's just calling the chief of police in that jurisdiction and saying, hey, this is what happened. I don't think your officer is doing something right. Or you want to do, uh, you know, specific legal action. But what we can do is preserve safety in that moment and then protect rights subsequently if we need to. That's amazing. What, I mean, it's such a great idea. Um, talk to me a bit about the technology itself, um, because, you know, obviously the, it, there's a lot that, that sort of goes on behind the scenes of what seems to be a relatively simple transaction. Do you personally have a sort of techie background as well? Because I know you, you you're an attorney. So um, I just wonder what you what you um, to what extent you got involved in in the technology itself. Yeah, I, I am an attorney, and I'm one of the rare attorneys with a computer science undergrad degree. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> You're perfect undergrad... for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do always say that it's a culmination of, of my skills. You know, I was in my computer science undergrad degree, and I had a business minor. And then uh, when I was in law school, I was a public defender. You can be a public defender as a student. So I represented people uh, in court when I was in law school. And then I was a law professor, an adjunct professor here in the Twin Cities, and I practiced law for, for five, six years. So that combination of things all, I feel like, set me up for Turn Signal and doing what we're doing right now. So I'm, I'm grateful for those past experiences. But the computer science part is, is, is really important because I had to understand the technology. And as is my co-founder, Mike Freelix, he's, he's great with technology as well. And so when we're developing it, we didn't come with just an idea that was sketched out. We came with a full swim lane. Uh, an understanding of exactly how we wanted the app to flow. We built a, a prototype of it um, so we can click through and bring it to the developing team. And then from there, we really were able to hit the ground running and, and build the, the actual technology really quick compared to, I think, what normal startups and normal companies would be able to do. Uh, so we were, we were lucky in that sense for having two co-founders that had kind of had the knack for technology as well. That's amazing. And it's brilliant to think back that, you know, if you'd known at the time all these different paths that you had had gone down in your career, that you know, it starts to sort of almost make sense, doesn't it? A bit later on. Yeah, I always I always say that this this journey that I'm on feels like 
the turn signal journey and, and us building this company feels like a river, but I know all of those past experiences were tributaries that kind of led to this moment. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be what feels like whitewater uh, kayaking at times, but, it, but it's, <laughs> it's awesome and thrilling. Yes. Um, so t- just talk to me about the actual sort of process that somebody might go through. It's an, it's an app and presumably this is um, an iOS or Android app that they, they would have on, on their phone just ready. And if they were pulled over, and I, I imagine, you know, in, in the US that could be for just something, you know, that's wrong with their car or maybe speeding or something like that, they would just simply launch the app. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, you can either set up voice commands to do it, or it's just one press of a button. When you open the app, it's really clear. It just says, I'm being pulled over is one button, or I've been in an accident is the other. You press that button, and it instantly starts recording. Uh, if you think of it like a ride share, like Uber or Lyft, uh, how those phones are always mounted, you can just prop your phone up against the windshield, or best case scenario, we always say, is having one of those mounts. And now that camera that is facing you on that screen is recording the entire interaction. So it sees you, it sees the officer, it sees everything. And then it's connecting you to an attorney you know, within seconds so that attorney can be there. The attorney will know your name and the, the county that you're currently driving in and be able to just right from the jump before the officer is in at the window, start um, asking you questions and help understanding how they can be helpful in that interaction. Um, the other thing I always like to point out is this isn't a situation where you grab the phone and, with an attorney and pass it to the police officer. Right. It's kind of like if I was in your passenger seat as a lawyer and you were pulled over, I would just sit there. Um, and if they said you were speeding, can I see your license and insurance? You would hand it to them and I wouldn't say anything. And if they said, can I search your vehicle or can I open your trunk or could you step out? Maybe you would turn to me and I'd say, well, maybe you should ask them what the reasonable articulable suspicion is leading to that probable cause search, right? Um, that's the level of interaction that the attorney really has in the situation, which is important because that's also what we explain to officers. This isn't bogging down the interaction. It's just helping the person that's sitting there understand what they should and shouldn't be doing during that interaction. And you talked about somebody having a, a sign on their car, a sticker on their car, um, that the the officer might recognize um, and, and know what was going on there um, and why they would have this video recording at that point. Would they be expected to interact with the lawyer or would they comment on that? How would that whole thing work? They would be aware that what was going on and just proceed as they normally would. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, the <laughs> I speak in analogy maybe too much, but the the and I don't know how prevalent they are there, but ring doorbells are really um, prevalent here, right? You walk up to someone's house and you ring the doorbell. It's a little camera, and you know when you approach that house, maybe not to talk about how filthy their gutters are or how <laughs> mow their lawn, right? And I we feel that it's a similar situation when officers approach these cars, right? They know, hey, uh, I'm trained. I know how to do my job. I know how to do it well. And I'm going to do it exactly as the book says I'm supposed to do it during this interaction, right? And that's kind of the the mindset. But it also tells them, hey, no one no one records themselves doing something really stupid. So I'll also be safer in this interaction during this uh, conversation I'm going to have with this individual. So yeah, we give the turn signal bumper sticker to every driver that has turn signal at no cost to them because we want the the drivers, we want the police, we want the community to know that this is a car that really values everyone's safety during those interactions. And what would be the sort of ideal outcome to to this, that, you know, that this was a short conversation, that the attorney was was there and didn't really have to do much, um, and, and everyone just goes home safely? Is that really the kind of best case? 
That's that's exactly it. Um, if an uh, attorney doesn't have to do any talking when the when the officer is there or or you know during it or after the interaction, that's the best case scenario because that means that it just went. Uh, safely and smoothly. Um, it's not the best case isn't to get you out of a speeding ticket. If you were going 75 and a 55, there's nothing in a, any attorney or a turn signal attorney can do in that situation. You're going to get a ticket. Uh, but what it can do is make sure that your rights are protected and that the interaction is is safe. And that's the end goal, right? So whether there's a ticket or whether there's not, the goal is to protect your rights and get you home safely. And, and every interaction that that does that is a win in, in turn signals mind. You talk about um, the the three P's there, and obviously this was originally something that had come from um, you know what happened um, with George Floyd, etc. But you talk about other you know other uses for this. Could you talk me through some of those? Because you mentioned you know maybe your partner, or um, did you talk about parents as well? How how can this be used there? Yeah. Um, so the three P's I always say are, are parents, partners, and, and people of color. Those are the three personas that we see using the app the most. Parents, regardless of their racial or ethnic background, they're saying, hey, I have a 16, 17, 26-year-old kid that's going out and driving. And that's actually, I'm a parent of three. They aren't driving age yet. But when, when kids leave the house, that's one of the scarier moments. Uh, they don't know what to do. The example I always give is a kid getting in an accident because you can use turn signal in that situation as well. And here in America, if you get in that accident, you should exchange information. You should document everything, maybe get a police report if necessary. Uh, a lot of steps to be taken, photographs. Uh, but if you don't get that insurance, you can be in a heap of trouble, right? But there's situations often where young people don't know what to do and they are just taking the, the other person's word, especially if they're adult, as, as gold. And then, hey, maybe we shouldn't exchange information and maybe we should just both take it to the shop. Well, no, you shouldn't do that. And I always say it's an, it's an excuse like when you didn't want to sleep over at, at a friend's house when you were younger. Now you can just blame it on the attorney on the phone like, hey, I'm sorry, I know you said you didn't want to exchange insurance, but... The attorney here says I really should, so if you wouldn't mind doing that, that'd be great, right? This is the peace of mind that parents can have for their kids when they're when they're great. driving. When I say partners, my wife is from rural Minnesota, a place where she drives uh, to her parents' house, and, and there's not a person or building in sight for two miles. It's an unsettling right. proposition for her to be pulled over in an accident by herself in those areas, right? So again, put someone in a vehicle with them, uh, whether your partner is just driving home to their parents or they're a traveling nurse that is in the middle of nowhere at 3 a.m. You want to have someone with legal knowledge that can be there at the drop of a dime for you. And then people of color, the most obvious, you know, here in Minnesota, uh, seven times more likely to be recipients of use of force. Uh, black men are uh, during interactions with law enforcement, more likely to be searched, less likely to have contraband. All of the statistics uh, that are that are run by so many organizations now that, you know, those people of color, especially black men here, uh, like the three co-founders of this organization, can can feel safer and, and better about those interactions as well. What a brilliant idea. And so such potential as well. Um, and you did talk about potentially having this in a situation where you know it uh, more of a domestic situation not in the car and I don't want you to sort of give away your your future plans or anything but what what is the potential here for for using something like this in different situations yeah i there's so many situations when um there's a lot of situations where you might need a lawyer down the road like hey I want to know if my my neighbor's fence is is crossing a property line. Maybe I'll talk to an attorney next week about it, right? But there's other situations. Hey, I'm walking in in a peaceful march right now, 
and and I'm being given orders that I don't know or if they're lawful or not, should I follow them? That's an in-the-moment need, right? Do I have a right in this moment to continue to do what I'm doing or to stop someone else from doing what they're doing? And if we can connect you with an attorney in those moments, whether it's at a protest, whether it's when a, a warrant is being served on your house or, or anything else, we want to be there for those people. I, you know, as a person of color that went to law school, I feel like I have like a, an unbelievable gift that I've been given. It's a gift of knowledge of the law that I know how to interact and what to do in so many situations where other people don't. And because it's a gift that's given to me, I feel like we need to get that into everyone else's hands. And if I can't send everyone to three years of law school, at least I can send them an attorney to be there in a moment of need when they need it. Uh, and, and ultimately, that's that's the goal of Turn Circle. It feels like it builds trust on both sides rather than creates, you know, division. To me, it's it's almost like, you know, it can only be a good thing if both people feel, both sides feel more comfortable in any situation like that, um, you know. Yeah, so it, oh, that's, that's, that's exactly right. And, you know, if we were an app that sent, uh, you know, a, a, a world-class boxer to the scene or a UFC <laughs> fighter, uh, that would be a different situation. But I, we're sending a lawyer that wants the law to be followed. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, isn't that what everyone wants? And just to, to finish up, Jazz, um, talk to me about how you actually help organizations with turn signal because this is a very interesting proposition that you can actually work with businesses and therefore their employees that that's that's exciting yeah and that's that's something i'm really passionate about i guess that of all when i listed my old resume the one thing i left off that is that uh, beyond being an attorney litigating at a, at a law firm that was in 15 states across the United States with 300 employees, I was also the director of diversity and inclusion over those 300 employees and, and on the hiring committee. And what I saw there was this dire need to improve, you know, everyone talks about diversity, equity, inclusion, and they think of it as we need to hire more diverse people. And that's true. Uh, but they forget the inclusion part. What are we going to do to make them feel included when they get here? What are we going to make it? Uh, how can we show externally and internally that our business cares about those individuals that are diverse? And I always say, what great, what better way to do that than offering turn signal as a benefit to all of your employees? So we work with organizations here. Uh, everyone from iHeartRadio here in, in, in Minnesota to uh, accounting firms to Catholic charities of the Twin Cities to the United Way. Um, all of those companies are providing turn signal to their employees as a benefit because uh, they want to say, hey, this is uh, a piece of safety and a peace of mind for you and your family. So you can feel safe driving to or from work or your kids to a basketball tournament on the weekend. Uh, and that's really important because I've seen so many companies give so many statements about all the things they're going to do. Uh, and what better way to do that than providing it to your employees uh, year round when they need it most. An actual, you know, an actual thing rather than just talk. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Um, Jazz, what a brilliant um, idea. And I'm I'm so excited to hear about your about your expansion across the US and please do come to the to the UK as well um, once you're done there and thank you also for being on the podcast today and I'm sure our marketplace risk listeners will be as excited as I've been to hear about what you're doing no I appreciate it thanks for having me and I was yesterday I was talking to our intern here uh, will from the University of St Thomas and he's actually spending a semester in uh, his spring semester in London so I was like Hey, maybe you're going to be the launching point for for UK Turn Signal UK. So let's let's see if we can do it. Brilliant. Look forward to it. Thank you, Jazz.
Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.